0: What did you have for breakfast? Are you a breakfast guy?
1: Yeah, yeah. My breakfast is always the same. Okay, it's a banana and a, uh, toast and peanut butter. Oh, That's like, hell always. yeah! I love it. What what type, I don't know why I love it. What type of peanut butter? Because
0: it's a legendary snack, that's why.
1: Is it? Yo, that's so good. I, like, I I made it up.
0: Ah! <laughs> Come on. No, dude, like, I don't know why, but like, yeah. God in his wisdom just decided to make peanuts and bananas work perfectly together. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why it works. I think
1: they grow together. They can grow together as ah. well. Kind of. Because... Peanuts are a ground cover yeah, type yeah, of yeah. plant and bananas are up. So peanuts can grow under bananas. So, you know, when you say ground, around. a
0: ground cover, you mean like it would almost like mulch it and stop weeds from growing. It would cover the ground, keep it safe from yeah, the Yeah,
1: so it's, it's a trail, trailless kind of plant. So if you plant it, it just goes and Damn. covers the ground. Yeah, I've yeah. seen yeah. some so people copper.
0: growing nuts in Ireland and I was like, did not know that was possible. Oh. Walnuts? Oh, okay. I was at a
1: dude's house the other day and like, a But here it's tree. very good for, for trees, like nut trees. Mm. Yeah. I don't know why people don't plant nut trees. Um, I know why. I even in parks, you know, they can have lots of type of nuts true. that can grow here. be yeah. good for
0: the squirrels. I mean, although yeah. we do have a lot of squirrels already.
1: Yeah. The only thing is conkers. Conkers everywhere. There is an edible version of conkers that yeah. people can plant. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true.
0: That's yeah. true. I... um. Yeah, my mind's been totally blown recently by getting into all this sort of stuff because you just you start to see the world in a different way. Yeah. Like I'm driving down the road and I'm like, I'm looking into someone's garden. I'm like, whoa, look at that polytunnel! Like <laughs> I've never cared <laughs> yeah, once yeah. in my life about yeah, polytunnels.
1: Like open spaces, even concretes in the town. I just say like, oh, why are they not <laughs> planting something in it? Or, are they going to develop it? You know, yeah. community garden there. That's that's all I think. Yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But
0: that yeah. idea of stuff growing together, you know, again my understanding of like how you grow stuff is that you get like 50 acres of land and then you plant carrots in all of it you know what I mean like that that's kind of like when I think about farming that's the image that comes to my head
1: yeah I mean it it come to my head um it's, it's a challenge for us as well like as a small farmer when you see a person just digging out its carrot and selling it and it's just like Yeah, I can't do that. I have have a veg box. (laughs) People expect everything out of it. And like every farm should be like that. You know, like you have to be able to supply as much as you can. Yeah. A variety. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it it just, yeah, it just makes me, it just makes me scared sometimes. Because you just think that you are a small farmer. You're trying to make this change. But this big farmer is not thinking and is just doing Mm It's just like mm-hmm. blowing the land out and yeah, yeah. doing the same thing again and again every year. And uh, it's like applying all those fertilizers and pesticides. It's just so... It's so destroying, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I just hate that type of growing. And I, yeah, it makes me feel scared when I see it. Like it, overwhelmed or...
0: Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. The, the other side to it is... I don't know. You get like... What's it called? Carrot fly or something or some sort of a disease. Yeah. And if it hits your carrots, you're in a real tough
1: spot. Yeah, I I lost a few beds last last year. Four beds I lost. Totally, like gone. And the thing is, you know, it's just, it lies eggs and the larvae just dips into your carrots. (laughs) And the carrot becomes so bitter just around where. Really? Yeah, where the larvae goes. And a few weeks later, it just is devoured. Crazy. Yeah. Um, but that's very easy to control you know it's just it's cover mm-hmm. if you cover it on the right time they can't get it it's just like understanding their life cycle yeah. and when they are going to lay their eggs yeah. so you cover it with a mesh yeah. and they can't get to, to the but if you miss like last year was the uh, wind was there so just like the wind was blowing everywhere <laughs> And I I just couldn't be bothered to fix (laughs) fix anything, you know, because the work is very hard. Like every day you are tired. Yeah. But you know, those little things would just Mm -hmm. determine. Like if you feel lazy today, you just pay for it. Yeah. With four beds of carrots (laughs) (laughs) gone, you know. Yeah.
0: Like what? What would four beds of carrots equate to in like kilos? or boxes oh don't ask me like
1: that. <laughs> I wouldn't know <laughs> I wouldn't I'm know. just trying to figure out like no, no. you know how so, many carrots Okay, my, do my, my beds are 10 by 75 10 right. meters by 75 centimeters and if I have a carrot crop there one bed probably would do me three weeks of my veggie boxes wow. two, two to three weeks of my veggie boxes yeah
0: that's crazy yeah and how many boxes are you pumping out at the height of the season
1: Oh, it's forty boxes every week that wow. came out. I probably can do more, but the of work is very hard. So I need, you know, cannot do it by by yourself and yeah, yeah. rely on volunteers to do that. But yes, forty boxes for twenty weeks. So once once harvesting starts, that's me done. I can't talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to be like, oh, yeah. And
0: so, uh, when does your season run?
1: It's June. Yeah. So second of June, pro- no second week of June uh, would start. Uh, The first box usually comes out then and then uh, it runs up to end of October, the last week of October or first week of November. Depends where it lies. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So it's, yeah, yeah, many things. You can produce many things in May, but to make a box up, Mm. just need a good variety. Yeah. And uh, can't only be leaves, you know. Yeah. So you need something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's <laughs> a box full of kale. <laughs> yeah, I know. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can saute it, you can dry it. <laughs> Have <laughs> you ever heard of kale, kale. chips? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so, I
0: mean, you're doing this kind of uh, counter cultural thing, you know, and you talked about you're a small farmer. You look at, you know, these kind of big traditional farms. Although I was thinking about this on the way on the bus, like, we used the word like traditional farms to mm. describe modern agriculture. Yeah, but what you're yeah. doing is actually more traditional, traditional. in the true <laughs> sense of the word. Do you yes, know what I mean? Yes. It's like we've done this weird like
1: uh, I think circle. It's, it's, a, it's a generation thing, isn't it? It's a tradition yeah. of this farmers at the yeah. moment because the the natural farming has gone, yeah. and this new farming has come. Yeah, and. Now, the generation of farmers now would not know more much about the other yeah. traditional farming. So yeah. this is their tradition yeah. now. Yeah. So okay, uh, so,
0: so let's go there, right? So what makes, no, no, let's just zoom out a little bit, okay? Talk to me about Helens Bay Walled Garden. Paint the picture. What is it? When did you move into it? How big yeah. is it? Give me something like that.
1: Yeah, so Helen's Bay Wall Garden is a historical place. Uh, used to be owned by the workmans. Now, they, uh, Lauren and James Small own it. And it's been built in the 80s. And it was built for the state area to produce vegetables for the whole estate. Um, and now, now it's been under production. So when you walk into it, there are some very old and nice uh, pear and apple trees. Oh, wow. They're like f- very well-trained. Maybe you'll see it uh, tomorrow. Well, well-trained, well very sh- short, but very old ones. And there's a very nice grassy bit. And then on on the right of you is all the growing area. And um, the whole edge of the garden is an acre. Okay. But the growing space is lesser than that because there are walking spaces
0: in the classes. uh, You can't go right against the wall, like (laughs) trying to like sneak around your beds.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. And I have two medium-sized polythinels. They're not big um, at the far end corner. And then I have these beds of 10 by 75, 10 meters long. So each plot will have 18 to 20 yeah. So I have eight of those plots. Yeah. And then I have the lintus, like, yeah.
0: against the wall. So, like, com- comparatively speaking, you know, we talked about the 50 acres of carrots. This is a small piece of land. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. It's a small piece of land. It's like for, uh, it's like an experimental ground, in a way. <laughs> you know, you just want to have that, that amount of land in your big farm. Yeah. But you want to do your veggies on that small scale yeah. and then have something else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like for that it's just perfect yeah uh, if yeah. you have land around it that you can have orchards and then you can have like Pigs or like mm-hmm. chicken or, mm-hmm. and then grazing land for cattle, or something like that. Yeah. It's ideal. So if you if you think of the permaculture, it is a zone one thing. Okay. You know the one just around your house. Yeah. It's just like that. Yeah. It's just like that. It's a yeah. I've heard people garden. describe
0: that as like a kitchen garden. Yeah, it's a
1: kitchen garden, um, and you can also say like it's a market garden. But I'm not a good market person. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So it's like um, yeah, it's like a kitchen garden. You can yeah. say. It was it was supplying the state, so Uh it's not meant to supply a big town or anything.
0: And the city of Zone One, I'm like talking like I know all about permaculture here. I read like two things, Uh, you know. I I, like I read a really interesting point where they said like even on big farms, they would always have that kitchen garden even just to supply the house, yep. not just with food, but also yeah. with like herbs. They would use it for medicine. You yeah. know, if there was someone cut themselves, they'd be like, quick, Jimmy, go <laughs> to the garden and get some blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that that, if you look back, even say a hundred years ago in Ireland, yeah. I'd say most people were having yeah. something on the, On their in their gardens, yeah. So even when they lived in the city, they would have something going on. So the
1: idea of uh, the zone one in permaculture is something that you access every time. So uh, when it's also in your time, you know. Like your lettuce, you can harvest it every day. Yeah. So it it doesn't have to be at the end of the fifty acres that you walk half an hour <laughs> to get a bowl of salad. Yeah. Maybe that's healthy for you, but. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's but,
0: a it's an extreme uh, fitness program where you plant all your stuff fifty yeah, acres away. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you have to access them
1: before you eat. <laughs> so so it's something that is close by to you mm-hmm. and that you access every day and you work with every day and in the veggie garden it's so demanding it's labor demanding you just have to be there every day the weeds wouldn't give you a day's notice you know (laughs) it's like (laughs) you see them today pop up if you don't do anything they'll just take over crazy yeah yeah so it's uh yeah it's that concept of closeness to you Mm -hmm. and how much you commit to them Mm -hmm. yeah I've been thinking about this Even if I drive sort of 20 stuff. minutes. To,
0: yeah, to I was going to say, <laughs> your zone one is like a little, little further Yeah, but out. when
1: you see the wall garden, it's built with a house. So there's an old house with it. Yeah. Yeah. So probably the family used to live in there yeah. while growing veggies here. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. You know,
0: I think I used to live in a, a two up, two down around the corner. Mm. Uh, and I remember talking to one of my older neighbors, and she would have talked about how her great grandmother. Would have even had like because there's there's new gardens there's like a little yeah. small concrete square yeah. maybe the size of this room where people can now keep their bins. She was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like back in the day, people would like keep pigs here, you know, and they would take the food scraps, they would feed it to the pig. (laughs) The pig's uh, manure then would be like turned into like some sort of compost that people would use to grow stuff. And then at the end of the day, they would eat the pig. And I was like, dude, this was a whole mini life cycle, like just in this small, small small area. And you think about like, you know, if there was lots and lots of people living like that. And yeah. then, and then you even open it up a little bit. You think about people who have gardens of all sizes, even yeah. a small garden. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, Do you know what? There, there was a report, a uh, study done in England, in Scotland, Wales, that if we use most of the private green spaces to grow food, we can produce forty percent of our food in the urban setting. So it's like, yeah. Just in the urban setting, yeah, yeah, but wild. some some of it <clears throat> is accounting for football fields and rugby. But most of it is private gardens, like a yeah. little patch at the back of your house. Yeah. Imagine like um, zone zero would be your house. You can do microgreens in your house it's and true. herbs in your windowsill, and then yeah. outside you can grow lots of stuff. Yeah, man. it's just it just have to be.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. it's. A, a, I'm excited about what you do, and the point, the long point that I'm trying to get around to is that. You're doing on a bigger scale what all of us can do at home.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I just think that's wild. Yes, uh, that, that's how I started. Do you know, um, our, our house has a bit, a, bi- a bigger compared. like it's in the middle of Belfast category, yeah. but it has a bigger uh, lawn or grass at the back of it. Uh, it was lucky. It was the way it was built. And mm-hmm. behind us, there are these new developments, but there was a good space for our garden. Yeah. So that was where I started. I started with a few pots first year, and I planted some tomatoes. I love tomatoes. <laughs> they just... Uh, once you grow a few tomatoes, and if you're successful, you just... Game really over. Love. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> you. Yeah, and um, I always talk about this these tomatoes that I loved so much that year. They were... I watered them so much. Mm. I fertilized them so <laughs> much. <laughs> They don't love that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the fruits were full of water. So yeah. some of them would just burst before I picked them up. So that yeah. was that was a mistake. But that's how I started, and then we converted our lawn into into a growing space of three long nice. raised beds with uh, horse manure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that year we produced a lot, really? a lot. Yeah, yes, yeah. So it was it was wild. Then what sort of stuff were you growing? Oh, that year I, I was growing um, lots of kale and there were beans and there were peas, tomatoes, I didn't do, you know, celery, well, some potatoes. You a lot of stuff? Well, yeah, a lot of stuff. What? It was a lot and a lot. And the, the funny thing is that when you are a fresh gardener, <laughs> you tend to, you just don't understand of, uh, I call it the miracle of the seeds, you know. Mm. Like I buy a packet of seed now, and I know that packet of seed, if it all grows, it will cover a big land. Yeah. Do you know? But when you are fresh gardener, you don't understand that, do you know? So I have planted maybe 60, 70 seedlings of lettuce, like, <laughs> and growing. Uh, and lots of tomatoes, lots of tomatoes. So I have to chuck everything. Some I have to throw out. but sure. For the others, I have to find space, like little spaces. I plant everything I can yeah. and then give out and then throw some out. Yeah. And it was wild. That is wild. Yeah. It was why why, why did you start with the
0: pots? What set you on the path?
1: Because we have a pavement as well, you know, like yeah. these big pots. Yeah. Uh, tomatoes love that. As you know, if you have uh, like a nice sunny corner wow. in your house, tomatoes love that. You just put, I put two tomato plants on a bigger, you know, bo- brown mm-hmm. pots. I've been growing. I've been doing that, like, with a bamboo cane, and I trained them up. So cool. And two plants would give you lots of lots of tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. So it's that. You're right. Everybody can do this. Yeah. And the idea is also that. Uh, And there are so many advantages to it because when you see it, okay, I'm growing. It's very nice. It's very satisfying. It's also good for your soul, all that thing. Yeah but also think about it if you if you harvest a, po- a packet of tomato words today that you're not going to buy from a supermarket that doesn't come from the other side of the world mm-hmm. the amount of fuel you save there like yeah. if you if you just go mad in carbon scientist thing you sequester a lot or <laughs> you save a lot just by doing that mm-hmm. Do you know mm-hmm. um there was uh also, the idea of herbs, for example, herbs coming from Africa. Like, I'm happy the, the farmers in Africa be able to sell, even if they are used for, for cheap labor. But here, why would you buy rosemary? Mm. Because if you have one rosemary plant, that's, that's all you need for your life. You just harvest it winter, summer, spring, autumn. It doesn't matter. Some things that grow here very well. So even having those, like, it's saving a lot you know
0: yeah and um, i think like probably one of the reasons i've really got into this was oh like for context like i've told broke but not anyone else probably like I'm, my current obsession is i'm putting raised beds into the garden because i really want to grow stuff and mm. i was trying to think like why am i getting into this like why, mm. why do i want to do this ask me that why i don't know
1: yeah, but I don't really I know don't either. Know. <laughs> I love it. That's that's the reason. I, I think it's so natural. You know, it's, it's just so natural, I think. I just, it just draws me back again and again yeah. and again and yeah. again. And um, I just love,
0: know, like, especially because, like, you know, I don't know what you did before this, but, like, you know, you spend so much of your life on a screen.
1: Yeah.
0: And you go outside and you get your hands covered in dirt. Yeah, and yeah it's true. It's just awesome. You're, like, you're taking a break and you look over and there's, like, ladybirds. You're, like... Sweet.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you do before? Um, I, uh, I, I trained as an animal scientist in Ethiopia. I did my first Dude. degree as an animal scientist, and I did a master's in dairy science. That was in Ethiopia, and I was a lecturer there, so I used to teach in a university. Epic, bro. Yeah, so I was, I was like an agriculturalist even before, Yeah. but um, not in this a word aware sense do you mm-hmm. know what I mean like uh, when you study agriculture you study all the traditional agriculture, <laughs> 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 all the conventional methods that you can add this fertilizer to here this urea for the animal feed like all of this uh, p- weird stuff I can say now and I was not aware of all that and I was just feeding my students the same thing sure you know, lear- teaching in Africa we read a book that is written for here and we just feed them there yeah. and sometimes now sitting back and think about it it's just like it's probably is nonsense for the students there because they can't understand the perspective mm. um, I'll, I'll tell you one story it was when I come here a friend of ours th- because I was a dairy man so they, sh- she took me to this farm okay. uh, in somewhere in uh, I think balimani um, I was so fascinated uh, to see it yeah. as a dairyman because yeah. I didn't have a perspective of dairy done like that. Uh, when I was in Ethiopia, um, the, the, this this international company was gathering data, and I was gathering data for them. It was for free, and whatever I feed them, they wouldn't believe me. It's <laughs> like, what are they doing? I'm doing this for free. I'm, I'm spending my time, <laughs> and they're <laughs> yeah. challenging me. And uh, it was because it was so labor intensive. Somebody who has two cows will have two people milking, cleaning, and things like that. Labor is so cheap in Ethiopia. And, and it's, so there's somebody a, there's was, a lot of milk in one yeah. cow.
0: What is it, like 25 liters or something? Yeah,
1: now it's 30 liters like here. here. But in northern Ethiopia, like 15 or yeah. sometimes 30 in high yeah. Farms, yeah. even in those farms, like, still a
0: lot to square out, isn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah, and then the comparison here is: I came and looked at this farm with 280 cows, and how many staff? Six, Jeez, six people look no after boys. these 280. Uh, and then I just said, "Oh, now I get them. Now I get why they think yeah. our yeah. method was crazy, or they wouldn't believe me." Yeah, it it's so intensive though; it's not nice for the cows, but you yeah. just see the the difference, the level of farming yeah. here and back in Ethiopia. So I did that. I came here in 2014, moved here, uh, and uh, kids come along. So did you move for love? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. perfect.
0: Yeah, We uh, all do, man.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, um, the <laughs> um, I've never seen a nor- uh, Northern Irish person Move away, you know. They all push oh, yeah, you back yeah, here, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, the roots <laughs> yes, are incredibly I'll, I'll, deep. Yeah, I always say to Susie that uh, you never told me it's this cold, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you see the pictures; it was so beautiful. Look yeah. at the ocean. We can do sunbathing.
0: You get there, you're like, bah!
1: Yeah, and, and I come in May, so I just thought, wow, look, it's sunny until midnight. <laughs> 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 the
0: eternal summer, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and. And December came and said, where is the sun? <laughs> <laughs> Madness. So, yeah. So here I just did a bit of call center work for a few years. And then I did a master's with a Queens that was leadership for sustainable development. Ah. And that was the eye opener for me. And th- together with that, I was, I was interested in gardening. So I was doing my tomatoes here and there, but yeah. the course was, was a leadership course. So they can't give you science, mm-hmm. but as a leadership in sustainable development, you have to understand all the aspects. So just like, yes, they're giving me this information so quickly. My mind is exploding. I don't know what to know. I don't know what to
0: follow. <laughs> and it's all you know? its all then, like pretty much like the opposite of the religion that you were told. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah, like, yeah. no, that's not true. Like, that's that's not what yeah. my mom told me, you know what I mean? You're yeah. get, you get so, like, freaked out. We, You're like, what's real anymore?
1: Yes, and we have this professor, uh, John Barry, if you if you met him. Dude,
0: I had him on the podcast. Did you? Yeah, oh. he's, he's coming. It's coming out in, like, well, it will already be out by the time this goes out. In a couple of weeks, it's going out.
1: He just, I, ju- I just can't handle his his lecture because it just blows your mind. Yeah, yeah. But he just, he, he just gives you these negative things first and yeah, then yeah, yeah. he just explains. Close you in another class with with all the positive we yeah. can do and things yeah. like that. You haven't been it was like
0: like trying listening to like yeah. Eminem rap. He's so fast. Yeah, you're like, whoa, I can't keep up, but yeah. awesome. <laughs> and it's
1: awesome. And so with that, it took me to. I just wanted to get loads of information, so I thought, okay, the the only way is I can watch documentaries. Perfect. And then get into the YouTube and yeah. the land of YouTube. You know all the crap it has. Sure. Yeah. Also has a lot of resources so oh, on bro, it. Yeah. So I learned all this permaculture uh-huh. and then um
0: who are we talking like hugh richards charles charles somebody? Yo, so
1: um <laughs> i started with nordic so i started with charles dowding nice. and i was following his videos i was watching his videos i was studying and he's i was looking into his book it was so nice yeah and then uh, but his is more home growing mm-hmm. so now i am studying the sustainable alone so i just think do you know uh, then this idea of permaculture, but seeing it as a business, becoming a farmer because I've yeah. never been a farmer—it's mm-hmm. it's another world, and it's it's really overwhelming. So there is no business side to it. Mm-hmm. To to Charles Stouding's work, you yeah. just see all all the, the practical stuff. Yeah. Then I jump into Richard Perkins, awesome, and his work, and then and then his book came out. His book was amazing. It's a regenerative agriculture book. Oh, it's just so beautiful. Wow. And it gives you enterprises, you know, like every enterprise is there. The Nordic the Market Garden is there, the, the microgreen business, the mushroom business, mm. all of them as a business. Mm. So, like, if you start a business, you can do them, like, as a plug-in, you know. Yeah. I have this land. What can I do? This, yeah. this, the chicken, yeah. the you know, like. Yeah. So each, and I can say each chapter is a book
0: wow. in a way. Because it's talking about a different product by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he, you're just stacking. He will tell you. Once you got your new dig business up and running, it's like, boom, here comes the eggs. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's just like that. Yeah, it's it's the book is amazing. Wow. I so, got to read that. Richard Perkins. Yeah. Okay, regenerative so. Agriculture is a very good book. Nice. And it's a lot of information, a lot of numbers as well as yeah. a business when you start. Like. Yeah. So so he got me into thinking of running a market garden. Mm-hmm. and then And then... Um, it was a weird turn of events. Where by the time I was just so curious and so so into, you know, I was I was doing this crop planning. Do you know if I have a land, yeah, I'll plant this first time. Oh, it's a, that's without, when you know
0: you're you're gone. Yes. when you're when you're like arranging yeah. <laughs> your raised beds <laughs> yeah. in the back of a napkin, game and over, bro. Get,
1: get annoyed, <laughs> like the land is not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then and then my sister-in-law was here and heard about Barry Conley. He was living the land. He was working on. He was leasing Helen's Bay World garden, and he was working on the land, and he wanted to travel. Mm-hmm. So he was living. Um, it was very nice because w- when he left, it's like he has a CSA, this yeah. community supported agriculture, with veg box scheme going, <laughs> so that that market is open. The land is there. He's been working on it for a long time. It's in a good condition. Yeah. It's like, and it's all established. So it's just like going there and taking from him. Picking up the bottom. Yeah. yeah, and he helped me a lot. He he yeah. He showed me his crop plan. He shared a lot of information with me. Mm-hmm. It's, he just he just um, mentored me the first part of it. So I just got started. It was so amazing, cool. uh, but it was just right time.
0: So this word CSA, what does it stand for? Community supported agriculture. Okay, so the way my brain processes this is: Have you ever heard of Patreon?
1: Something like that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, like you know, so something like this idea no, where it's like, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's like yeah. it, but it's not. But that's it's the way I think about it because you know, Patreon. This, this, is, this show here is yeah. crowdfunded. Okay. Yeah. So it's supported by a small group of people. Yes. Who pay money that make it sustainable. Yeah. This is a little bit like a digital version of permaculture. <laughs> stick yeah. stick with me here, okay? Yeah. Because it's not the BBC. I don't have fifty acres of carrots. Yeah. I don't have fifty million listeners. Yeah. I don't have a huge team. It's me. Yeah. But the same way you don't have you're not selling like twenty tons of carrots every single yeah. year. Yeah. You're selling to forty families.
1: Forty families. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah.
0: And it's so it's the way that life was always done back in the day you didn't yeah. have like 10 million clients yeah, yeah if you were you know had a business 100 years ago it's like you had like 10 clients
1: yeah you're know yeah, the I mean Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's, a, it's like that so community supports our culture is like that uh, in a way that people subscribe or subscription mm-hmm. so at the beginning of the season they agree to buy veggie box from me every week for twenty weeks, mm-hmm. so that's their commitment to me, yeah. and my commitment to them is to to supply their veggies. And there's th- going to be more than kale in the boxes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's <laughs> that's the responsibility side of it. So the agreement is that at the beginning of the season, maybe maybe there will be eight to ten varieties of. Yeah crop but mid-season is going to go up to 15 because there's a lot coming out and it just dials down at the end of the season so that's an agreement it's also yeah it's a massive support if you think of it from from one family side because i am deciding what they eat Mm -hmm. every week i put like the usual crops but also sometimes weird things like kohlrabi which nobody knows what to do with, so they let them experiment. But it makes them brave and yeah. to give out that control mm-hmm. to someone. It's, it's a big responsibility sometimes when I think about it. It, it is a huge said, responsibility, yeah. but, uh, it's, it's a but it's a very interesting way of doing business. It's a very good way of doing business. Because
0: you, you find your customers yeah, and, and really then s-
1: you grow the product. Yes, and also it's, and it's on not only food. It's also relationships because I talk to them every day, my customers, and we have a good rapport. Half of the veg box I deliver from my van. (laughs) Uh, I park somewhere and people come and pick it up. And that's nice. Like I have like two, three-minute chat with everybody and it's just so nice Mm -hmm. to give out. Mm -hmm. And for them as well, it's very nice to know the farmer, to know where it's coming from. Uh, From my side, um, it's organic. Mm -hmm. But even if it's not organic... I am obliged to supply very healthy food. Yeah. And because I see the customers, that's also an added responsibility. Uh I wouldn't be spraying chemical on something I give out to. Oh, bro, that's a really good point. And to a person I see face-to-face, I can't do that to a person. This is interesting. Like like, a carrot, you just pull a whole (laughs) 50 acre. You don't even know where it goes. No. You don't know the farmer. And yeah. Um, so it's, 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 an amazing model. And yeah. I, I, I can take you back to, to my childhood where there is, uh, this, when we grow up, milk is, um, I grew up in a city. Okay. So, and maybe a, a family down the road might have two cows okay. just there and the cows would graze in front of your house. They just walk <laughs> by. You see them every day. Yeah. And. You have to hire a liter of milk or something like that. It's just like a CSA model. You have to get in queue. And when this, when this cow gives birth, yeah. I'll have half a liter of milk every day. Ah, and you have to pay monthly. You have to pay monthly. You've and invested
0: yes, in the cow. Yes. And then you and get your, your return on investment is a little bit of milk every day. Oh yeah, you get
1: milk every Dude, day. that's so smart. And we are so connected with... The, with the, so my mom would know when the The cow is going to give birth. Yeah, because that's so when your milk's we, coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we know when there's no milk because maybe she's going to about to have her baby so she can't be yeah. milked anymore. Yeah. So all that. And then we make this uh, local beer and there's a uh, spent, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to those families. You just go like, oh, I have, I have this. You just carry it to the family and give yeah. them that to give to the cow. So that's like community supported agriculture in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm and that's what we need you knowing your farmer and the farmer know you and building uh, more rapport giving you their time giving help giving you their trust yeah all that thing and you give them your commitment yeah and your honesty yeah and it's just uh it's a good model because you see each other and you cannot rip each other out yeah and that's how you develop absolutely uh, yeah but and not- that, and
0: it's it's the way business was always done, you know. Yes, it was face to yeah, face. Yeah, and I have to say, you, like like a lot of people, I'm no, I'm not alone here. Like through you know the lockdowns and stuff, really started thinking more about food and felt. M- like I didn't want to give my money to like big massive grocery yeah. shops, like I've been doing my whole life, and then yeah. started making small changes, like going to the butcher in the village that I live in, or yeah. going to the baker, and made that eye to eye contact every single week. It's just, it's, just it's, it's it's literally one of my favorite parts of the week. Yeah, I go yeah, down on a yeah. Friday and I look my butcher in the eye, yeah. and I trust him. You know, yeah. I, I trust that like yeah. the stuff he's giving me is good, and I can ask yeah. questions. I'm like, where where is this from? Yeah. What are they fed? And you can't do that to a Lidl packet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you can't talk to the little yeah, picture of the farmer <laughs> in yeah. Lidl. It's just not possible. So, some,
1: some of the labeling is amazing. It's like sourced from uh, different countries. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, My favorite one no, is like... No different farms. Yeah. It's different countries. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. What are you talking Sourced about? Sourced from,
0: and it's like, C box. And then you look at the box, and it's like, it's got like Pakistan, Egypt, and China on it. And you're like, yeah. wait, what? How what? is this yeah. even Which possible? One? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, I talk a lot about community, and community is something that I'm really passionate about. I think loneliness is just so common. Mm. And I think a lot about, you know, you hear people talk about like the nuclear family, where we've gone from, let's take your example of like, growing up in Ethiopia with the cow in the front garden. Yeah. And you're so invested in that and that, that's a community effort. Yes, yes, We've gone from that to like living in these houses yeah, where we yeah. don't talk to our neighbors. We're
1: together but not. Yeah.
0: We, we we get in our car, we go to work or on the bus this morning. Not one yeah. person talked on the bus. There yeah. was, there's 50 people
1: on the bus. Yeah, Belfast is much better, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. Belfast, you get yeah, a lot people more. People say hi to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. But there is that we're in our own little bubbles. Yeah. And I think what you're doing is it's a way to increase your surface area connection to the mm, community mm. through something that we need to survive and that yeah. we all love, which is food. Yeah, it's so important, man. Yeah, so like important. it's worth the money. Uh, d- yeah, beyond d- just the good, healthy food you're getting, like this is yeah. valuable stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, for for an Ethiopian man to to move to Belfast, <laughs> I, I didn't know Belfast existed before I came here. God to be you. honest, and. To come here and then you have no friends, like you just yeah. are zero. And then you start to build like and now I have very good friends like through through my kids and through the parks like Terry and Poddy and yeah. like, Matt and like all those families. Now we have like I love the community very much, but the, see the explosion of people I have since I started mm-hmm. the wall garden, you just can't believe it. Yeah. In, in in a year, just like poof, like, yeah. so many people came to help me. So many, and it's just, um, and it's a nice thing to do together. Yeah, that's it. Just, just points you because um, for me it's just the help, uh, like to help you with with sewing or whatever work is there. Yeah, but also for me it's a companionship thing. Yeah, you know, I enjoy gardening. And I can't be in that land by myself for hours and hours, but it will come a point where you just can't bear anymore of that silence. It's very hard to listen to your mind mumble all the problems in the world, (laughs) isn't it, all the time. So, like, somebody coming and working with you, Mm -hmm. it's like, it just breaks the day for you. Even if they give you an hour a day, it's just like, it's amazing. It's companionship. It's just, and for them as well to be involved, it's do good to your mind Mm -hmm. to be involved with the soil. It just brings you to the to that little moment in front of you yeah. you know as you said you might stumble into a ladybird and say oh look at this and it's, it's yeah. just so beautiful to yeah. be there so it's also Soul nourishing, so it's like a win win thing, you, it know? Is. you just win everywhere.
0: I mean, you, it just it, it, this, yeah. the stack of it is unbelievable. Like, you're getting exercise, you're outside, there's yeah. usually some sun involved, yeah. you're getting a little bit of vitamin D and some cold getting, involved as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but you're working, like, your heart yeah. starts pumping. Like, yep. and I think when you do, I don't know any of the science behind this. I'd love to ask you why do you think whenever we as humans do something physical together? It changes something in the relationship. So I'll give you two examples. If I'm sitting here on my laptop next to my colleague, and we're we're just on our laptops all day, yeah. versus like moving two ton of three-year-composted yeah. horse manure <laughs> from one side yeah. of the garden in the raised beds, yeah. it's different. Or if you go, you know, swimming in the sea with yeah, a group of together. people, yeah. it's totally different than it's, if you go to the cinema together. Do you know yeah, what I
1: mean? Yeah. I think it's, it's, uh, it's that camaraderie thing, isn't it? It's doing mm. t- things together. Uh, and I think in a way your your purpose shifts to the other person. Yeah. Do you know this thing? When you are focused on yourself all the time, that's where things go wrong. And that's what's happening. It's grid in the world now, right? So when you start to think that, okay, my life is to that person mm. that is with me, that's helping me. If he's tired, I'll take a wreck for, of him. Uh, somebody come to me. Brooke is shifting a lot of soil, a lot of compost. I'm going to go and help him. Yeah. That person is not getting anything except giving me his part of that life. Yeah. So it's like giving out your life, um, giving value to people. Mm-hmm. I think that is where our whatever happiness or mm-hmm. heavenness or whatever it is happens sure. is when you give value to people yeah. and when you help each other. And th- there is a book, uh, Humankind, if you, if you read it. No. Uh, Who is it? Or a or new, uh, a new it? book. I'm not. Hmm. Humankind. it's a new book it's big guy yes to stuff? yes yeah, yeah that's farming awesome, is it. audible is very good yeah so in, in humankind there's this thing that we always think the worst of people but yeah. it was actually when the worst thing happened on earth that people come together mm-hmm. and be resilient and survive things and that's yeah. because you just quit all the personal stuff and you just focus on helping others mm-hmm. and helping others is where. Mm-hmm where the value is i think
0: for life i had such a lovely conversation with a guy recently and he made the point that he really needed help with something in his life it was a business thing he needed someone help him build an app and one of his friends who was like one of the best in the world turned around and said i'll do it for you Uh, and he was like why would you do that for me yeah and he says because you're my friend and i want to help you yeah, and like that sounds really obvious. Yeah, but yeah, the the point we ha- the point we kind of like drew out of that was if I ask you, do you want to do something for your friend? Your answer is yes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like we are we are like dying to help tell- something. We yes. really want to. Yes. Like it's like in us, like we would go out of our way to get the yeah. opportunity to help someone that we care about. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We we ha- we are having this chat with Terry last time. And somebody was offering him something and he said, "Uh, how would I do the business, you know, to pay them something? I said, look, if somebody wants to help you, they just want to help you. And that is important for the person as well helping you. So you have to let them. If you put monetary value there, Mm -hmm. they just lose the value they get from helping you. Mm -hmm. Do you Mm -hmm. know? So it's like if somebody wants to help you, you just have to say, Yes, because you're also doing them a favor yeah. by letting them yeah. experience that feeling yeah. of helping someone. Yeah.
0: Do you know, I, I have a big issue. This is uh, this is just my personality, and this is probably uh, gonna annoy a few people. But I I have like kind of an issue whenever you give or receive help. Yeah. And then, okay, not not every time people are gonna offer you money, yeah, but then yeah. they feel like they need to like give you something in return, yeah, yeah, and for me, I'm just like I feel like it devalues the whole process because I'm it like, does. this is something it I've does. given to you freely, yeah, yeah, and when I receive from you, I also expect to receive freely, no, yeah, if it's business, yeah. it's business, that's a different yeah. thing, but like I don't feel like you need to go out of your way to like get me like a 50 pound yeah. gift voucher for somewhere. I'm like, no, bro, like the riches in this was for me to do it for yeah. you. Do you yeah,
1: know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. one of my friends uh, in Ethiopia used to say to me, you know, friend, you don't ask for a favor. You don't thank, you don't, you just say, mm. you just give order. So he would call me and say, I want this, 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 this. Yeah. And I do it for him. Sure. And I do exactly that way yeah. as well. Yeah. And, There is no obligation to thank them. That's the word. You are thankful. Yeah. It's it's known in the friendship. You don't have to say it. You don't have to say thank you. You don't have to say please or anything. It's known in the friendship. It's established in the friendship that when your friend asks something of you, Mm -hmm. you give it Mm -hmm. and he'll give you back as well. It's just that.
0: you've hit the nail on the head. You've articulated what what I was trying to say. I don't want a gift card. I yeah. just want you to do the same for me when the time comes.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's it. There and people need to be. will do. And they do. People will do. Yeah. But, uh, and again, in this Humankind book, it says, we always expect, think the worst of human beings. Mm-hmm. A default is that somebody is a traitor or somebody you can't trust. But it is the reverse. Mm-hmm. People are always kind. There are the odd ones that are wild. And there's also a saying in there... Uh, I'm not quoting it right, it's just saying it. It's just that um, when... Uh, I just lost it there, wait. It's just, it's, it's very nice. What were we talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah. Story of my life, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? Was, it, was, it was a good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, so the train you were on was yeah. you were saying that there are
1: people... Yes, yeah, best of people. Yeah. You don't think the best of people... But it is the reverse. And it says, if you write a love story or something like that, a film like that, which can happen every day Uh in everybody's life, it doesn't go like, whoa. But when you create a movie like war and like Mm -hmm. uh, alien and things like that, it just gets. But that is not the the normal. The normal is falling in love every day. The the normal is helping each other every day. And those little movies that just inspire you are daily life. Mm Do you know? And so that is human beings are that. Yeah. So you don't expect the worst of a person. Yeah. You just think yeah. a person is kind first. And it's that—that's a point, isn't it? So you just trust everybody. Yeah. And if that one person come and hurts you, yeah. you just move on because you know that that's an exception. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It's not the kind person that's exception. It is the, the weird person, that's the exception. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I heard something really class recently. They were talking about uh, why do we hate rich people so much? Mm-hmm. And the the person was making the point that, like, you know, there's this idea that, like, in order for you to become rich, you have to be, like, a crook or you have to cheat people mm. or you have to do, like, something dirty yeah, or we'll do something that. manipulative. He's like, let's take you as an example, Right.
1: If you... I'm not rich, by the way.
0: <laughs> hey, bro, you're a wealthy man.
1: It was, yeah, 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 it was life. 100%. Yeah.
0: But if, you know, we take you as an example, if you cheat one of your customers... Yeah. ...you'll lose all of them.
1: Yeah, 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 just a single thing.
0: You can't cheat your customers. You yeah. can't have a reputation. I saw Baruch spraying something terrible on his carrots. Yeah. You know, like, the community holds you accountable. And yep. you, as a business owner... Yeah. like service is how you generate value. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know? So, like, yeah.
0: the, the idea that, like, you know, Obrick's got a really successful business. I wonder what shortcut he took to get that. You're like, yeah. that's not how it works.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and
0: there are, like you said, there's the exception where somebody, like, I don't know, like, finds some sort of a cheat yeah. code or a bug or, you know, crashes the stock market intentionally yeah. or whatever it is. But, like, for the most part, like, you go to, like, any business in this city And it's somebody who's dedicated their lives to serving a group of people around a specific area. Yeah. And there's there's immense kindness and life in that. I think. Of kindness, you just
1: can't believe it. You just you just knock every door and you get so many kind people. People are kind. That's the default. Yeah. I think. Talk to me about no
0: no dig. What is no dig for someone who doesn't know what that is?
1: The the idea of no dig is to uh, keep the soil. We went very far from. Gardening
0: I love that. Was that <laughs> lovely? Yeah, yeah. We were having. We were just on a cloud for a second yeah, there. That was be, gorgeous. Yes, yes,
1: because that was the reason. That's the reason why we do stuff. You know, yeah. like even if you're gardening, but there's a higher purpose there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, N- Nordic is just a way of a way of gardening. Actually, it it is simplifying gardening for me. It's like uh, to garden, you need uh, seeds and you need. The sunshine—that's beautiful thing—that <laughs> doesn't happen in Belfast that <laughs> much. And then you need water, and uh, you need soil or compost, right? Mm-hmm. And just like that, there are weeds growing everywhere. And there is this fear of weeds in this time. Like when you start gardening, people will just tell you how bad your soil is, how it is weedy is. And, but in um, in a Nordic method, is that it's a it, and and people tell you to just dig your soil up and turn it over and then do this after it and it's like there are years of treatment but in the Nordic gardening you just have your compost if your garden if your bed or if your soil is very weedy, you put a thick cardboard on it you put your pile your compost at the top of it and you plant directly into it Mm. so uh, one is it creates distance for the weeds for the the weeds that are currently growing they don't get light, so mm-hmm. they'll die there. Yeah, so they and die the under worms, the cardboard. Under the cardboard, and okay. the worms and the, the bacteria, the life in the soil will eat them up and use the sugar and then carry on. And the bacterias would eat the cardboard as well because cardboard is a tree, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, and the seeds of the weed seeds that are there in your soil would be way down, like 30 centimeters down, So they are unable to germinate.
0: So you're putting a lot of compost on top. You're not talking about a sprinkle. You're talking like 20 or 30 centimeters centimeters of compost. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. a good thickness of compost. Uh, So in my garden, uh, and I mean, at home, I did that maybe for the first time. You only need to do it the first year. You need to top it up very well. But every year you you can put five centimeters. So when Mm -hmm. I say in my garden, it's in my back garden. Mm -hmm. We put uh, horse manure Uh, The first year, maybe 30 centimeters thick, just on the cardboard. No, there's no grass in in that land. It still is empty, and I grow it on it. And every year, I'll give it maybe five centimeters, just a layer of compost. Um, And so that whole thing would become part of your soil and the soil life. Your plants, even if you put them on the compost, they just root to your soil. They are still using your soil. It's not that you're avoiding the soil underneath. But the soil underneath is now free of other plant material and it's richer because something has died in it and composted mm-hmm. in it and the life has enjoyed it. So it's a way of preserving your soil life, the bacterias, the fungi, and the earthworms, everybody else, and giving them food at the top by topping them up with organic matter. Mm-hmm. And the organic matter is loose, so just giving them access, all that. And your crop, because it is loose compost. It roots very nicely. Nice. Yeah. So, see, if you do, for example, potatoes, like, it always amazed me how potatoes work. The first year, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Nordic potatoes, like, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because, because there's a, this traditional method of earthing them up. First, you, yeah. you bury them deep and then you urge them up as they come. And in Nordic methods, you have your five centimeter compost and you just bury it, open it and plant them. Maybe in, on your soil, right? Yeah. The potato would root yeah. into your soil, but it will bulb in the compost. Mad. And then when you harvest, you just pull it up. You just have so clean potatoes. Wow. And it just takes you a few seconds to lift one up and Crazy. they are just there. And there's space, there's loose, so they grow very well. Yeah. So Nordic is, is a way of simplifying gardening. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and, A few things in there. So the first one is... Uh, a little embarrassing, ignorant thing on my behalf. I, I only realized like last month that you grow potatoes from old potatoes.
1: <laughs> oh, <do you> know? <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. bro, I was going yeah, down yeah, do to the know. garden center and I was
0: like, "Where's the potato seeds?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <weird. laughs>
0: And then I was like, yeah. "Dude, like you can grow yeah. potatoes with old potatoes you have yeah, in your yeah. cupboard." Like, yeah. you know, and, and I've seen them, it's so You've obvious, seen when growing, you know, I've seen them growing, yeah. I've seen stuff growing out of them, I'm like, what the heck's a potato doing? Or yeah. seen with garlic, you leave yeah. garlic in the bottom of your, your, your veggie yeah, box and you for a while, growing, and it yeah. starts to grow. Yeah, And it, it blows my mind that, you know, and it's so obvious. it's so you think obvious and it. simple, isn't it? But it's like, dude, but what did people, like, what did farmers do like 200 years ago? They couldn't go to a garden centre yeah, to yeah, buy seeds. They just take the seeds from whatever grew and then they go again
1: yeah 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 that's
0: it's so regenerative it's 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 mind
1: blowing yeah it is it is, but we we feel so much attached from it yeah uh, it's it's so yeah, so first time when I started gardening what what blew my mind was the simplicity of it mm. if you if you talk to people, they'll tell you what could go wrong, yeah, so don't talk to anybody <laughs> <laughs> that, that first principle, or just be so stubborn not yeah. to listen, yeah because The thing is, um, it is so easy, so simple. So my my business is called Hahu Organics. Uh And Hahu is the first two letters, two alphabets of my language, Amharic language. So Hahu, it means A, B, C. You know, like when you express something, it's A, B, C. It means it's basic. It's simple. Awesome. Yeah? Yeah? So it's that. It's so complicated. And and if you see it, if you want to study it, you know, the soil does this and the earthworm does this, the bacteria does this, it's none of your business. (laughs) (laughs) So the simplicity is where your role, where is your role as a human being? You're there to get some food and you are there responsible for the land. So what would nature do if you were not on that land? You are part of nature. But what would nature do? Nature has been building and building for years. Mm -hmm. So you're responsible. uh, If you are greedy enough, you want some food out of it. But you're responsible to add to whatever damage you're doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like um, we have the simplicity of it is that you have seed, you have compost, you have water uh, and sunshine, season, you can grow. And that's what I learned. So many seeds... Um, if you are a farmer and if you don't sow in March there's no produce in June, June. Mm-hmm. so instead of like fearing it or what's going to go wrong and things like that you just keep sowing if you have hundreds of seeds if 50 of them are successful that's amazing mm-hmm. Do you know yeah so that, that's it uh, when you start that's what inspires me was the simplicity of it yeah. I have few tomato plants and they give me lots of f- crop yeah. every year yeah Six tomato plants is just like crazy wild. You're flying with tom- tomatoes <laughs> everywhere <laughs> uh, and growing them outside. But imagine now if you want to start growing yourself, people will tell you you need a heated mat, for example. Yeah. Like uh, your radiator, you're already paying by gas or by <laughs> oil. You're heating your house. So your radiator can not do that to germinate your seeds, mm. you know. So you don't need complicated stuff like g- Grow tunnels and all that thing. It's nice to have it sometimes, but it's not necessary. Yeah. It is very simple. Yeah. All you need to do is go out and plant a seed. So, do you good. know? <laughs> so that's. Man, when yeah. you were
0: talking there about that, uh, it's none of your business. That's so funny. Like, yeah. you can really freak yourself out. You yeah. Know, and, and yeah. Because there's so, so much knowledge. There's so much man. money to be made by selling uh, new gardeners. Yeah. And old gardeners, Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff yep. that you yeah. don't necessarily need. I was thinking about, you know. It's uh, like
1: creating the problem and giving you a solution. Exactly. You know, you didn't know the problem existed yeah. before. Yeah. And before so, you saw that product. And <laughs>
0: so many of the solutions cause problems. Yes. Like if you are, or, 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 okay, back up a second. First thing, uh, you know, the way we breathe. Yeah. It's so simple. We just it's do so it. It's so simple. Yeah, you yeah, don't even think about yeah, it. Yeah. But if you could spend 10 years on a PhD yeah. about how your lungs work. Yeah. You can drive
1: yourself mad as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's a lot to read about it. As well.
0: And you can, you can look into breath work so much yeah. that you're like, you're like I don't even know how to breathe anymore. Yeah. I'm breathing wrong. I've been breathing <laughs> yeah. wrong my whole life. You know, I should be yes. doing it this way. I should be yes. doing diaphragmatic breathing. And you're like, no, 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 no. Like, look at your kid. Yeah. I was, I was talking to a mental health expert the other day. He said the the most powerful type of breathing is called diaphragmatic breathing. It's where you breathe in your belly. Okay. And he says, okay. so, you know, if you see someone's belly moving in and out when, they, when they're breathing, he's like, they're they're doing it right. Oh, uh, Okay, okay. And he says, if you look at babies, this is the way babies breathe. You look at okay. young kids, this is the way young kids breathe. And something happens when you start to become a little bit more conscious. About your breath? About your belly. Uh-huh. You don't want your belly to be sticking out. So naturally,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I need six packs. <laughs> <laughs> Na- <laughs> <laughs> so
0: naturally, slowly, yeah. you start to bring your breath higher and higher up your chest. Okay, and what oh, that good. and there's a whole bunch of implications. It, it can lead to anxiety. It can lead mm, to blah mm, blah blah, mm. blah 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 blah. And so much of our mess is because we overcomplicate. You know, yeah, yeah. And you're talking about you just no, want to know. You talking about no day. You, just want you know, I have this picture in my head of. Uh, all these kind of like super highways under the, the soil with all these like earthworms going mm, over the place mm. and all the structure and the water goes down in a certain way. You come and you dig all that up. You've just destroyed like, like a, 20 it, years no, of
1: nature's work. The, uh, one this amazing fact is that in a teaspoon of, do you know about a teaspoonful of uh, no. healthy soil? Tell me. There are more bacteria than people owners.
0: No way.
1: Yeah. It, it's just like, What? That, so that thing is so much alive, yeah. just like the whole world of people. Wow. <laughs> Do you know? That's so, carnage. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. Like going out and digging all that up and turning upside down and like, you just, you just destroy life, man. Crazy. You just destroy life. And, the greed, and the those greed. things are your helpers. They're not like... yeah. Yeah, hey, that's, you, your that's your helpers. staff team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> your earthworms like do like so yeah. much for you. It's like you got to take care you of those workers. You got to pay them. Yeah, you gotta pay them money. Yeah, come
1: on. Respect.
0: Totally. Yeah. And I, you know, the point you made about greed earlier, I think you can also apply it to you know, this idea of regenerative agriculture. Because, again, Mm. back to the 50-acre carrots, you know, apologies to anyone listening who 50 acres of carrots. I know we've been very critical of you today. Yeah, Uh, just change. Yeah, (laughs) just be better. Change is possible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. you know, you sow carrots and then you take them, and then the next year you sow carrots and you take them, and the next year you when, sow carrots. Yeah, maybe and you, take
1: you do them. crop rotation, but like you do you sow carrots and then cabbage and then potatoes, sure. or like yeah, but yeah. you're doing the same thing. But o-
0: over time, yeah, your soil's done. Yes, and and then what do you need to do?
1: And you apply fertilizer on you it every put year, all right? All this extra stuff, and it's just like the land becomes addicted to those chemicals. Yeah. So if you stop as well for a few years, you just have to. You know, you just have to win it off, mm-hmm. uh, years of fertilizer. Yep. And you're pushing the carrots. The carrots are so. Th- there is a, a, re- a thing I read that says to eat uh, the same nutrition, okay, how is it? You'd need 40 carrots to get the same value of a single carrot 100 years ago or something no like that the, with a nutri- nutrition okay. density. Bro, Do You know, it's just wild. That is wild. Um, you, you, can, you can look up, um, I always say, give this example about Joe Salatin. You know, Joe Salatin is an American farmer, okay. a regenerative farmer. Um, he does his eggs. He has eggs, the egg mobile and the egg tractor. And there's a comparison, you can Google it, uh, Joe Salatin eggs versus USDA eggs. Uh-huh. And if you call one of them egg, the other is not. Wow. Because they are totally different, like 10 times the omega-3 or something like that. That's crazy. The vitamins, everything is just so high. It's like salmon. Yeah. His eggs. And USDA has this standard of eggs. Eggs should be like this because they are fed corn every time. They are in one small space. They don't exercise. They don't eat greens. They don't eat anything else. They are fed antibiotics and vitamins. every. Mm -hmm. And the eggs is rushed. It's not natural. It's just rushed and it's just given to you. And it's, 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 there's no nutrition in it. You know, there's one justification where they say, why do you do conventional agriculture? oh, this is a hungry world coming. You know, like uh, it's 9 billion people, how are we going to feed them? Most of the population in the Western countries is overweight. Yeah, They're overeating, yeah. isn't it? Like all yeah. of us are overweight. And even globally, and, actually. Like, yeah, it's, it's globally really as well. Changing, yeah. So imagine if you cut your food by half. There is a one you waste when it's transported to you. There mm-hmm. is waste when it is produced. There is waste when you eat it and put over, put a weight on you because mm-hmm. that's, that's food could have been eaten by somebody else and both of you could have been healthy. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So, I think the world is producing way more food than needed. Yeah. I, I think, like, and to justify. To, to farm a land in a hectic way yeah. Just because you need to feed hungry people When obviously is the, the current situation mm-hmm. It's crazy mm-hmm. They don't add up yeah. like, Who yeah. are you going to feed? Like we know there are, there's drought somewhere else and In Ethiopia there's drought at the moment There's famine at the moment Going on like And sending like wheat and things like that Helping people to do a natural farming From here up to there the climate uh the climatic effect maybe here we might feel like oh it's warmer we can grow tomatoes now we feel like in spain or in france it means down sub saharan countries it is frying mm-hmm. temperatures you know it just everything is moving up desert is moving up yeah. so it feels like good here yeah it, it it's just not like it's not like a the, the all good or the big good it feels good here but it's not it's just it's going wild it's mm. not because we got good summer it doesn't mean that it, it's getting worse somewhere else yeah do you know yeah and um, feeding people I think it's the craziest concept yeah the craziest concept
0: yeah there's a lot in there I'm there's just obviously I'm, like
1: I'm, two third no two third of the population is obvious obvious yeah yeah yeah. and above
0: and you know at the time of recording this there's a lot of fear about uh, inflation and the cost of living and you know when I sit down and I look at my, my budget for the month and my bills nearly every month I cry <laughs> because I look at it and I think dude so much of this I could have taken care of myself a mm. hundred years ago Mm-hmm. You know, like my heating. Yeah. I probably, if I lived on a, a, a piece of land, mm-hmm. I probably would have had my own trees that I would have cut. Yeah. And my food, I would have grown a lot of it myself. Yeah. And I would have traded, mm. you know, for the rest of it. Yeah. And my electricity, well, you know, I wouldn't have had it. Wouldn't have used it. Yeah. Or you know, if you wanted to think forward, you know, you could look at something like yeah you know, solar or some other, like, mm. you know, so much of our bills, we yeah. could actually eliminate and take care yeah. of and ourselves y- Yeah, and, and make and the whole system sustainable in the process.
1: Yes, that's, that's the part, is you that um, I always say people don't understand how wealthy they are mm-hmm. uh, in these nations. Um, it, um, it, I mean, there's always a challenge, the way you use your money or the decision you made and what what you think is important. But in the large scheme of things, if you live in, in these societies, um, you are well looked after. Do you know? Uh, you can only see it when you go to the other side of the world yeah. and what, how everybody is living.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. If next week they turned your water off. And they turned your electricity off. No, 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 that's too extreme. That's, that's, that's too fearful. Let me take, okay. If next week the bin man stopped coming yeah, I mean, and, and the bin man didn't come for three years, yeah. what would you do with your stuff?
1: Oh, I mean, the green one, you compost it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it, isn't it? But,
0: but what, <laughs> yeah. like, every, like, we are so taken care of.
1: Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, pandemic happens and 20, 80% of your salary was paid to you to sit at home. Yeah. What is that? I mean, we're going to pay for it maybe with tax and things like that. Uh, it's a debt, but in for somebody's basic needs, mm. we are taken care of. Mm-hmm. It's it's not likely you'd not eat mm-hmm. three times, four times a day. It's not likely you lose a place. You will not have a place to sleep or mm-hmm. a place to. You know, there are people struggling definitely. Like, like you
0: said earlier, it's <clears> the exception.
1: Yes. Rather than the yeah, one. the nation is very wealthy. The nation is very rich. The resources are there. Um, we overuse things. Like if you come to my house, the number of toys I have mm-hmm. for my kids is wide. The number of clothes we have, Do you know, it's. And when you think about it, all that is not necessary. Yeah. And imagine if you cut back all on that, the amount of money that is freed. Yeah. Do you know?
0: I heard something and, this morning actually about the four walls. Like, all you need is the four walls. And And I think it was something like food, shelter, transport, utility. Yeah. And it's like everything outside of that is non-essential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you look, if we honestly look at our budgets, and I know everyone listening has a very, very different uh, type of looking budget. Yeah. But I think we all have huge percentages that are outside of those four walls.
1: Yep, yep. And... and like, I don't think anybody would be offended if you say that we're spending too much. Mm-hmm. They only need to do is to sit and ask themselves, saying, which part of it is essential mm. at this moment? Uh, when you go through, for example, First and Second World War, when you go through that, that generation has was resilient because they take their own measures and mm-hmm. moved on. When something happens in Cuba, everybody grows their own food in the urban space and moved on. Pandemic happened. We all come together uh, in our own house. We did something together. Mm-hmm. In the whole world, we come together and we moved on. Yeah. There is a war happening still. If you, in a way, if you complain about inflation and things like that, it still is a bit greedy because the world is going through something negative. So you just have to gear up mm-hmm. and cut down on the unnecessary yeah. and the unnecessary. And if you focus on the necessary, you just. You're so wealthy. Yeah. It's
0: just, you're so wealthy. So let me ask you this. Baruch Salah, why do you not supply to 100 families? Why do you not supply to 200 families? Why do you not grow this business into a massive, (laughs) multi-teamed, multi-layered, ha-hoo corporation (laughs) enterprise?
1: I wish I would. (laughs) No, 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 with with the ethics of it, like if I grow it, I would love to grow it, of but course. I would love to grow it as, as, a, as a community yeah. hub, Yeah, Do you know? Um, I don't want to grow it and plant like 50 acres of carrots or something like that. And then I don't want to go there. Yeah. But I want to, uh, you know, one thing I realized from the past two years of working in the garden is that uh, it's not a sole sport, Farming is farming is a team sport. You can't mm, do it by yourself. It so is good. soul destroying to be there all the time, and it's so demanding physically. It's so demanding emotionally. But it's it's there's love love for it. That's why we just keep going back to it. But yeah. doing it by yourself is not solution. It's a community work. Yeah, you know. So if you grow it, if I grow Hahu, it would be in a way that. Uh, it would be many enterprises mm-hmm. all together, but it will be done by many different people. Yeah. Like the chapters you know? in
0: that book you're talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 You can have all different foods coming out. So yeah. you can feed yourself. Yeah. And you can feed all those people Somebody that's owns, working with you. So there's an egg person. Yeah. There's a mushroom person. Yeah. It, a it's it's, a, it's person. a layer. It's, yeah. It can be on one land. Yeah. You know, you have your cows grazing, you can still have your chicken on that. Yeah. You have your orchard, you can still have ducks and chicken in that or sheep and goat, like all that. But also imagine like a community space where you are a grower, grower of the food. There is one person, a cooker of the food or mm. nutritionist. Yeah. There is a person with all um, like mental health or something yeah. like that along that line or a yogi or it's like everything taken care of. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It's just a have, there's a doctor, there's that, there's this. That's what I mean and about like the, the new community, community just, like that we live yeah. in, is we
0: have to do everything all by ourselves.
1: Yeah. But if you come as a community, everybody has their own niche. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Now, when um, uh, people come to volunteer for me, sometimes uh, some people have something they just love. Like I have Mike uh, from 4Lift, so he just loves to build. So, Whenever he says, I'm going to come and help you, just my mind goes, okay, what can he build for me? (laughs) That's that's the thing, you know. Uh, I have Paul now. He just does the same. So it's like everybody has different skills, different outlooks, different perspectives. And it's only when we come as a community that we make a difference, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And if I grow Hahu, it wouldn't be just Hahu it would yeah. be so many businesses stacked up together i'm inspired to see your office here yeah. so many people working together even if they are on their PCs and they are doing their own business but yeah. i know they can fit somewhere together totally. it's just like yeah totally. and, and
0: we often just a quick one yeah. we often swap services yeah yeah so we don't we that's don't actually, exchange money yeah it's oh i'll do your website if you do my that photos is, is that,
1: yeah that's beautiful that's how sh- yeah. how community should work yeah. you know uh, bartering is, is a very nice way of life, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And there is um, this um, like spiritual concept of inter interconnectedness. You know, like mm-hmm. every one of them of us are connected. We are part of the big nature, yeah. and nature is interconnected itself. I can't live without the plants, without the soil, without the sun, yeah. like all that stuff, and also us as a community. I might sell food, but I might buy clothes from you. Mm -hmm. Or I might buy your service. You buy food from me. Like when you think about it, one person is connected to every one of us. And the idea is if I am, and you're giving your trust to someone else. This is a big thing. I think about it, that if I am a farmer, this nation is giving me a trust. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to feed the nation a cheap food. Yeah, garbage. Yeah, that is not to the standard of a person's. I I wouldn't want to feed them junk, do you know? Because that's the trust is bestowed on me. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, I don't expect a doctor to play with my health. I don't want to expect a journalist to feed me, you know, sick news or something like that.
0: Bro, but this is so, like the interconnect, and this is blowing my mind right now because I'll just call, no, I'll, I'll do it like this. Like, the same way you're talking about, like, if you steal from the land... Yeah. It, it, it in the end it hurts you because you can't grow stuff on it. Yep, yep. And then so you can't eat. Yeah. And if you own like a fast food business, yeah, and you're feeding people nonsense, you may get rich from that. Yeah. But the community suffers?
1: It does suffer a lot. And
0: then the cost gets picked up yeah by hospitals, doctors, yeah. mental health providers. You know, it's it. It's not that you can just take value, yep. and then oh, this is free value. It's like no, no, you've literally taken something, and you have to pay for it. Yep, yep. you know it's nothing real. Like nothing's for free. Like it's an exchange.
1: Yeah, and, and, and the, the word, life force. The, the bad thing in that uh, for us is that that uh, in agriculture you don't see it right away. Yeah, so you can rip the land now. Yeah, but your kids wouldn't farm that land. Yeah, Do you but know? It's, but it's also like, like
0: you can buy like cheap. Antibiotics stuff, yeah. corn-fed meat your whole life. You can have the worst carrots that, you know, like you said, you have to eat like 40 to get to, to, the to nutritional get benefit. You know, you don't see that yeah. in the week, the week. You don't yeah, see yeah, that, that month to month. Yeah. You don't even see it in the year to year. And it's because, you know, you, all of a sudden turn 60 and you've got like this random disease Hmm. and you don't you can't turn around and say ah it's the chicken nuggets do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, like yeah, <laughs>
1: it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so, so slow, t- it's so slow it's so slow and yeah.
0: I was talking to you'll love this I was talking to a guy yesterday and um, he sells fish Irish fish that's caught in Irish oceans oh, okay. and it's expensive right yeah, so a yeah. can of tuna tin of tuna is like maybe three pounds okay okay you can go into Lidl and get it for like 60p yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you know someone the people come up to him all the time and says you know your fish is so expensive he says it's really dear and he was like "Uh, okay look at the label and he looked at the omega 3 content and he says see how much tins from Lidl you'd have to eat you'd have to eat 6 pallets to get the same amount
1: wow that's wild. So is it's it? like your carrots. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, yeah.
0: but but yeah, that's but, the thing. But then we're in the we're in the shop, and we're like, no, I will get the fifty p one because it's cheaper. Yeah, but, but it's but so expensive to d- d- you in the long term. D- 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 you, the d- you
1: know what? Like it is as as a, as an individual, it's very hard to make all those decisions. Oh, that's why we're bestowing impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you can't be a nutritionist, you can't mm-hmm. be a doctor, you you can only be one thing. Yeah, right. So you have you are giving your trust to others. That's and th- th- that's that's where it lies. Is that who do you trust? Yes, and when you are trusted, what are you giving? Yeah, uh, you know, in your profession, if you are trusted, you are responsible mm-hmm. to do good for the community. You know, if you are a farmer, uh, y- you are responsible to look after the land. Mm-hmm. Responsible. It's just it's it's a big responsibility to look after it, not use it. And when you sell your food, you are responsible to feed the good to the people that are your customers because your customers cannot be nutritionists to decide for themselves to say. So true. Do you know? The same way because if,
0: I, if I'm sick and I go to the doctor, I can't yeah. have a PhD. I trust that doctor.
1: Yes. You know. And it's a trust thing, isn't it? Like if you go to a big supermarket, you have 10 different types of cornflakes or 10 different type of this, even carrots or... How would you be able to make that decision mm-hmm. as an individual? It's really overwhelming. Yeah, And the things that are added in our food are also addictive. So they just pull you and just mm. make them grab you. Um, it's all researched, you know, the way that, where, where they put the produce, sure, yeah. the, the labels that are engraved in your mind. All that has been yeah. through the community. But there is a mistrust in that. I, <sighs> I, I feel that it's a model all of those companies. Yeah.
0: Like you think about the boardroom. Yeah. It's it's not how c- what can we give to people? It's what can we take from them? Yeah. You know, whereas and the most powerful thing you said in the, in our time together today, and I'll never I will never forget it is going and looking at the person in the eyes yeah. of who yeah. grew your food. Yeah. Like you, you, it's so, like if you're in a big Kellogg's boardroom and you're thinking about whatever you don't see the billions of people that eat your it. products. Yeah. If, and if you have in any sort of way that little greedy feeling that we all experience, mm. it's human. We all, we all have that, oh, I could just cut this corner. Yeah. I could just do that. Mm. It's so much easier yeah. when you're yeah. not going I, again, and giving Jimmy.
1: <laughs> going back to the Humankind book. Yeah. I read it, by the way. It's a very impressive book. Uh, there's that thing. Uh, they were analyzing the days of uh, soldiers in war, and most of them were from a distance, like a bomb or... Okay, yeah. Because you, human beings are not able to kill each other looking eye to eye. Yeah. Uh, and so that was, I think, most of they have found rifles that are full, that are mm-hmm. rifles that would take a single bullet loaded with 12 bullets because the the soldier was avoiding shooting. Yeah. Do you know? So looking eye to eye, you can't do it. But if it's the distance, if there's a gap between you and the other person, yeah. you can do it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's, it's like uh, yeah. the closer we are to our community, the more we can look after each other. Isn't it?
0: Bro, I've got and a it's real t- temptation just to end the conversation there because that, that was fire. Oh, yeah. That was Hopefully. very nice. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, okay. Anyway, ten anyway. more minutes, right? I'll, yeah. I'll wrap it up. Okay. I'll land the plane here. Okay. Uh,
1: okay. It, it doesn't feel like a, a, a gardening podcast in a way. <laughs> in a way, I didn't. Re-
0: I didn't really expect a gardening podcast. You no, know. uh, Did you? Okay. okay yeah. I was. I was here then. for the live chat, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. Uh, are you a stubborn person?
1: I think I am in a way. Cool. Um, I mean, if I have my mind fixed on something, I have to do it and yeah. see where it goes. So, you know, it's also. Uh, was, sometimes you feel a calling you don't understand it. Why you are you're there? Mm-hmm. you know? Like farming now, doing farming, it's a hard work. If you talk to me in November, I am just, uh, I'm so tired. I'm fed up. <laughs> just say what? this. Uh, Do you But take like time when March, uh, yeah, yeah, from November to March, almost. See, I mean, like-
0: I feel like we could have done a whole podcast on that rhythm. Yeah, I think yeah, it's very human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need, you need that. It's, but I'm not even. N- nature it. is not giving you anything. Like yeah.
1: nothing is growing, and I don't yeah. want to push. Sure. Like you can't grow in and sure. But your soul needs rest as well. Yeah. Um, I love that momentum of, of life and uh, and seasonality. But um, yeah, at, at the end of the 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 season, I might be saying, "Oh, I can't do anymore more." Of course. But when the season comes, you just go back to it. You just <laughs> go back to it. And um, and every year I have ideas to try. I'm going to do this this year. I'm going to do that mm-hmm. this year. And I just t- Terry knows. Terry Terry used to give me a lot of ideas when he was volunteering with me, and I, like, I was driving, you know, driving. You, you, you can grow mushrooms on logs. Like yeah, if you get yeah, yeah. these little logs here, oh, like yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Terry would give you lots of ideas. He's, he he he's is a like man. a visionary yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just sees everything. Yeah, and thinks of oh, what can be better and things yeah. like that. And. I was very stubborn that time like I just have this um, idea in my mind and just say "Uh, no Terry we're not going to do that (laughs) and and the funny thing is after a while I would realise that that's a good idea so I I will present it as my own idea yeah yeah one year later you're like Terry I (laughs) read this book uh, about growing mushrooms on logs you should
0: really think and Terry's like what (laughs) yeah but that's that's us tell us about the uh, if you think you're too small to make a difference you've never spent a night in the in mosquito. with a yeah. mosquito.
1: Yes, uh, Dalai Lama said that. Um, one is because it's closer to home, because I know how to, to spend the night with a mosquito. <laughs> and uh, I know how it feels. But as a small farmer at the moment, um, I can't even call myself like a business. Uh, it's, it's on a leased land and it's too small and it's my experimental years in a way. Yeah. But you just feel like when you think about those 50 acres of cars, it's always, there's that always. It just makes you feel tired right away. Do you yeah, know that feeling? Yeah. Um, because you just think, oh, I'm too small. I'm too small. Like, what What can I do? I don't have a tractor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just feel like that, right? So you just have to realize that that quote saying, if, you're, if you think you're too small to make a difference, then spend the night with a mosquito. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also for other people. Uh, what difference does it make if I plant a rosemary in my garden? It does make a difference, Mm -hmm. you know? What difference does it make to compost or to put my food in the compost bin rather than the other bin? Because that compost bin goes to the council, council sells it to somebody, somebody makes a compost and I buy it. Mm -hmm. And when you eat my veggies, you get that little work, Mm -hmm. see? But because there's a distance between it, people can't see it. So, um, it, can be, it can be disheartening sometimes because you don't know where your contribution is. But the little things we do really, really makes, makes a difference. Because another thing is that when you think about nature, nature fertilizes the land inch by inch. Mm. Think about chicken. Chicken scratch, they poo, they move on. And, if, and cattle as well, naturally, they move on. They graze. They drop their droppings, whatever, and they move on. The, the chicken eat it, they move on. That is like fertilizing inch by inch. Yeah. Do you know? When you look into nature, things happen in a small, tiny fraction. Yeah. So whatever tiny thing you do is really important. Do you know? But it's very hard to see it. Because we have this big idea, or want want to be there, or want to do this, or want to achieve that, but no, it's just so small. Just do the small thing that's in front of you. And I I, I said my my favorite book is um, uh, Michael Singer's The Unanswered Soul. Maybe I have so many favorite books, but the <laughs> current book that's on my mind, I I want to quote that uh, to 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 say that there is an idea. He talks about your mind chattering every time, talking to you, and it just says, that's not you. Your heart will give you emotions and things, but that's not you. You are the observer at the back. It's like mm. a spiritual thing. Yeah. But the thing I love about that is that it will link to you. The moment that is in front of you, me looking at you, me and you having a chat, was inspired with so many little things that you wouldn't know. Mm. Going back 13 point, two or something billion years of the big bang, mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, all the dust come from the stars and all like, oh, that thing is so fascinating. Yeah. And so that means this moment that me and you chatting or whomever is listening to this, looking at it, watch you look, everything is so precious. Yeah, that's how simple things are. You just need to serve that moment. He just says, your job is not to look into you, it's just to look out, serve the moment. What is the moment in front of me? Matt is asking me a question. I'm going to reply in a way that serves somebody. Do you know? So every, it's, uh, you're walking, you see someone needing help. Mm-hmm. That moment is in front of you. You don't know why. Your, po- your job is to uplift that moment, to go and help. Do you know? It's not to go back into your mind and say, oh, yeah, like, what's that? what if it is a thief or what if somebody... Uh, <laughs> it's just not that. It's, the, the moment is in front of you for some reason and you have to serve it. And I think that is the point of life for me is something comes to you you got a calling you just have an idea you feel like you have to execute it you just have to do that do you know because that's inspired to come to you and that, that's one of the most amazing book i've read just to understand myself and to understand what life is and that's where happiness is man it's just you just can't be just chill and be happy do you know all the cars you want, all the houses you <laughs> want, all, the, all that, all this you want. It might come to you if it's your moment. Do you know what I mean? Like everything is conspiring to do. You just carry on. You just keep walking. Don't worry about it. Do you know? So, yeah, that's, that's me, I think. That's one of the messages I want to pass today. Mm. Yeah. There's a moment in front of you. Just serve that and carry on. Just serve that and carry on. That mind telling you something, ignore that and carry on. That's, that's, uh, that's how I do gardening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Borek, that was more than a garden podcast. <laughs>
1: was, uh, I wanted to say that for a long time. <laughs> I wanted that outlet to say that, you yeah, know, just chill. That was powerful. If you feel like gardening, just garden. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Well, that is where we're going to end. And I just had a feeling there was there was one more thing we had to go back for. So I'm glad we got (laughs) it. Yeah. Thank thank you very much. Thank you for your time. It was was super fun.
1: It was amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.